This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey, everyone, and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. And today we are going to talk about the gospel in family life and how you, as a homeschooling mom, can bring more of God into your family and ultimately what will that bring? Happiness. So um, we know that the Lord can provide in ways we just can't outgive him and that's why I had to bring in uh, a wonderful friend who I'm so happy to reconnect with and that is uh, Kendra Fletcher. Welcome, Kendra. Thanks, Felice. I love being here, so thanks for asking. Yes, and for those of you who are Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network listeners, this is a familiar voice for you because uh, Kendra and her husband, Fletch, podcasted on this network for many years, and that was Homeschooling in Real Life, and that podcast is still going strong. They have many episodes that you can listen to, and um, we have been enjoying uh, doing some replays of those, so those are available for you. And Kendra, um, since you've been gone from the network, you've been uh, quite uh, busy with some books that you've written. And I'm really excited because the one book um, that you wrote, Lost and Found, uh, Losing Religion, Finding Grace, um, that came out, I had, when I first met you, uh, we had talked about this book and that you were uh, working on it. And this is many years ago I met you at a conference. And I'm just so excited now that not only do you have that book, but you have your second book, and that's Leaving Legalism. So just share with us a little bit about uh, the journey in writing the book, and then also I want to let the listeners know we'll have links in the podcast show notes uh, that you can find on VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. And um, also you can find these books on Amazon. Yeah, so the very first book I wrote was Lost and Found, and um, it's just a story of how God ripped the rug out from underneath us in a really, really good way. Um, You know, when you have some life experience or something, some trial that you go through, it changes you forever. And um, and hopefully that's a change in a really positive way, uh, even though it's super painful. And that is where we were with Lost and Found. So that's the story of our family um, learning to rediscover the gospel through the trials that we went through, almost losing three kids. Um, And then... After that book, I had so many people say to me, I'm so struggling with this burden of what I must do. Um, And I think we as homeschool parents are particularly prone to that guilt or that that feeling like we've got to try harder, we've got to do more, I'm not doing enough, there are going to be gaps, I'm not going to give my children what they need, or oh my goodness, I blew up at my kids and now they, you know, that's it. They won't follow Jesus because I got angry. <laughs> you know? And so I, I just, I hear this from, from people. And then at the same time, I was, I was hearing from people who were coming out of very rigid 
legalistic communities with lots of rules attached to um, the gospel. And so they just were feeling burnt by the church. They were feeling um, like they didn't trust getting back into a, any kind of a Christian community. Um, and I said, this is the book I need to write. I, I need to address this and really help people to make that journey that they are on circle back to Jesus rather than running away from anything that has anything to do with Christianity. So that was my heart for the book. Um, the next one I wrote called Leaving Legalism because um, I just see so many people saying, oh, that's it, I want nothing to do with Christianity. And I wanted to say, no, 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 <laughs> that's fine. Walk away from the arbitrary rules and the, you know, all the must-dos and you have to do this and you have to look like this and be like this. But run to Jesus because he is separate from all of that. I think that's beautiful, and I, I think if anyone reads your first book, you know, the first thought is, I just can't believe that they held tight to Jesus through this. Um, you know, yeah. you're right that, you know, where else would you go? You know, it's like when Jesus yeah. asked Peter, you know, how I'm, I'm good at paraphrasing, but there's a scripture where Jesus says to Peter, you know, will you go too? And, and Peter said, Lord, where else would I go? You know, you have the words of everlasting life. So... That is so true in in your first book. You bring that home. And before we went on air, I said, you know, I like after I read that book, I'm like, but it needs more. Like I need the next, <laughs> you know, step. And then here you go and, right. you know, uh, you write another book that, that talks about that. You know, personally, I haven't been, um, I, ha- I did not experience this, you know, in my own life. But I have friends who also um, have left legalistic communities, and there was a lot of hurt and anger, um, as you shared, and betrayal. And I think because, um, you know, what, what tends to happen, and, and we do this, like you said, in our homeschool communities, is we look at others for affirmation. Like, are we doing it right? Mm-hmm. Are, you know, like, what curriculum are you using? Okay, well, I've got to have that one, too. And, yeah. um, and you know, I did that. I, was, I Actually, I was a homeschool speaker, and I didn't have time to um, go around and look at all the, the, the books, and I had a friend I trusted. And I said to her, here, you know, here's some money. And she just kind of looked at me. I go, I don't have time. I'm going to be exhausted when I'm done speaking. Would you just go buy me books? Well, that was the first and last time. <laughs> Because one of the books, I mean, some of the math curriculum and stuff like that, that part wasn't that bad. But the part that was hysterical, because if it, and this lady knew me, but I don't know, it was an expensive book. I don't think she bought it as a joke, but it was like homesteading and farming your way to good health or something. I don't make it up the title. Wow. But it was like something like that. And you have to know that I have silk plants and I'm really good at silk arrangements. In fact, I love doing that kind of thing and I like real flowers when I can arrange them, but I cannot grow anything. My family, my extended family was, you know, profusely blessed. I didn't get the green thumb. And so I was like, I laughed hysterically. I kept it on my shelf, Kendra, because, you know, how are you going to sell this homesteading book? Just as a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> to myself that, you know, nobody knows your family and what you're going mm. through and your situation like you do. And and maybe talk to that, talk to that, um, you know, we, we were t- discussing, you know, to mo- for moms, 
to just kind of let go a little bit. I mean, you guys let go a lot, and I'm sure there were a lot of repercussions. You were very, um, very wonderful, and you are a sweet person anyway. But you, you know, like you didn't go into which I could. I'm imagining there had to be some undercurrents of people telling you that you know all these horrible things, and yet you stood firm. Um, and you you walked away, and I know that there are moms that need to hear that today. That you know maybe are struggling with something, and they just need to hear um, that it's okay, you know, yeah. to follow the Lord and the gospel and what you know maybe her and her husband want to do, rather than you know what the world says you have to do. Yeah, I agree, and I think we're really good. Um, I think it's just our nature. Our human nature wants to be told what to do. Um, so just give me the list, you know, just tell me, just give me the steps, just give me the curriculum in a box, which is totally fine. That's not what I'm saying, but I think it's just we just want to say, like, okay, what are, what are the standards, what are the rules here, uh, and let me live up to that. Um, and the problem in that is that we were given the Holy Spirit by Christ, and we are in we are in relationship with Christ. We are in relationship with God. And when we start to just listen to all of the other voices, we listen to the moms at the co-op, you know, or we listen to the the podcast. I'll say that, you know. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, those people who would love to tell us this is how you should homeschool. This is what it should look like. Um, this is how you should do church. This is what it should look like. Um, then we, if we do that in a vacuum without really honing our ear toward the Holy Spirit, we can so easily fall into this trap of thinking, one, either I've just got it all sewn up, I'm doing this really well because I've checked off every box today, um, or we, we are just defeated because we can't meet those standards uh, that are outside of what God has asked of us. So that's the real trap, and it can look like, a million different things in people's lives, um, you know, as I said, like from a homeschool co-op to to your church community, to what your family is informing you you should or should not do. Um, and this is where I think following Jesus, um, laying down our lives for the sake of the gospel means that we are willing to say, you know what, that's not the right choice for me or that's not the right choice for my family. I feel like God is leading us in this direction. And then learning to just tune out the other voices. Um, but it, it is a journey. It is not something I think any of us wakes up one morning and goes, I got this. <laughs> you know, like, I, right. I know exactly what God is asking of me, and I'm just going to ignore all the naysayers, you know. Um, so it's a journey, and that's what I'm seeing from people who are responding to leaving legalism. Um, we have a Facebook group. We have, you know, just people who will write to me or, or write on my author page and just say, this is what it's looking like for me, or this is where I'm really struggling. And and everybody's story is unique, but all of us, you know, essentially there's some amount of forgetting the gospel in there and just forgetting that mm-hmm. there's nothing we can add to it, even though somehow we think, you know, if I check these boxes, then God will approve of me, but, but that's not the gospel. You know, the gospel starts from a point where it says he loved us first. And, um, and then we get to spend eternity, uh, starting right now, learning to hear his voice and, and knowing what he's asking of us as individuals. It's a beautiful thing. But I think sometimes in the homeschool community, we think, we kind of group think, you know, like, oh, this is what every homeschooler should be doing. Um, and I just want to give your listeners courage to say, mm, 
you know, that's probably not right for my family. You know, like you're talking about this homesteading book. That is so right for somebody, but so not right, right. for police. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I just, I still laugh about that. So, um, yeah, and and I did ask her, and she goes, oh, I, she thought it would be good for me. See, that's the thing. Like, you know, again, yeah. our friends who are really well-meaning and love us think, you know, this would be a good thing. So, um, you know, as you were talking, I would like to, between us, um, talk about what are the symptoms. So um, I know for myself, I just wrote a memoir because I refused to call it an autobiography because there was too much I left out. But it was of a decision we made and... um, which I would rather have kept quiet. But anyway, it, it needed to come out, mm-hmm. and this book is coming out soon. And yet, um, when I, as I trace my journey, and I, I always say to people, you know, now, you really should kind of look at your life. And if you can, you know, even if no one reads it, you know, kind of write out some of the things that have happened in your life and look back at them, because this really helped me a lot, Kendra, and I'm sure writing this book helped you a lot. You know, um, if nothing else, it helped you solidify that you made the right decision. Um, I'm sure, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so so for me, one of the symptoms that I felt as I was going through to to make this decision better, you know, or or change, because I had this, it was kind of like the only way I could describe it as an unrest. You know, I... I love the Lord. I was following the Lord, but I had this unrest that, um, in fact, my last chapter, because it's a very short, short book, you can read it in under two hours, but it was, I had first titled it um, Problems in Paradise, (laughs) and then I thought, that's not a very happy, um, you know, so I ended up retitling it Unexpected Blessings, which sounds a lot better, because that's, you know, but... It's just that unrest, like I felt like, you know, Lord, I'm I'm just not, something's not right. So would you consider yeah. that, like, so that's what I would like to do, is like I would like to share with the listeners some of our feelings, so maybe if they're connecting, you know, this might, it might help them to identify that and then just say, okay, so what is my next step? So unrest for me, what did, what were you feeling? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think unrest is huge, and I think we need to really be listening to that because I think oftentimes that is the Holy Spirit sort of shaking us up and saying, hey, hey, pay attention here, something's not right. Um, so there's that. I think uh, any time, gosh, I can remember being, like, driving in my 12-passenger van, and, you know, I was by myself, which is was mm-hmm. so unusual at the time that all eight children were, like, under 15, you know. And I remember saying, Lord, you tell me that your yoke is easy and your burden is light, but this doesn't feel like it. And, you know, I look back on that moment and I realize that, yeah, the yoke wasn't easy and the burden wasn't light because we had put something on ourselves that God had not. So I think that's a huge red flag. If you're feeling like you have hit the wall, that you are so um, in over your head, um, that you're drowning, you know, like any of those sort of descriptions, um, that's usually not what God has put on you, <laughs> you know. God can right. can take us into places where we feel um, unsettled. We can feel some despair or a lack of peace. Um, but 
if we have if we are feeling this burden, that's not of God. Um, and so that was that's another huge red flag. But you know what's kind of interesting in in writing leading legalism, when I had some some people initially read it through for me and give me feedback, one of my friends said. Kendra, you ought to add some questions for reflection or, you know, some, some things at the end of each chapter that people can, can oh, yeah, read I because people that. who are, people, yeah, people who are leaving legalism are used to being told what to do. <laughs> and I thought, if that's not the truth, I mean, we're just used to, again, like being told what are the standards or what, you know, what is, what are the markers for being a really good homeschool mom or, you know, what is it that makes me a really good parent um, or a really good Christian? And, and so we're so used to that, that it's, it feels a little bit like free falling if we don't have that. Um, And if, if, you know, those, those are some of the types of things that I wanted to address in the book that look, if you are, if you have hit this wall, like you said, you know, Felice, that, there's this unrest, there's this feeling of like, this isn't right. Um, listen to that, because that, that could be the, the beginnings of really starting to hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And then ask yourself those hard questions. Right. And it was funny because you wrote in the book that you hate to always, you know, you don't like that, the thought of putting the questions in, but you did. And I'm really happy you did because I thought that they were insightful and would really mm. help the reader. So um, I think your friend, so it's so great to have beta readers because they can, you know, definitely help you. Um, and and so I think that's good. So, you know, we've got some things that people um, can look at. One thing I do want to temper this with, and because you are an on fire for the Lord, you know, Holy Spirit, you know, driven woman. And so... The fact that, you know, you're saying let's just abolish rules, you're, you know, you're not saying go just do anything you want. And I just want to clarify that because, um, you know, I had, you know, and, and everybody, everybody has this story, but, you know, one of my um, good friends, her husband, led the men's Bible study, you know, blah, 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 and, and you know, he had accepted the Lord and, quote, unquote, done all the right things. And I've mean, professed the salvation many times in front of a you know group and whatever, and then you know kind of went off the deep end, left her, took all the money you know for somebody <laughs> someone else, and so you know she was in shock and said you know, well he must never have been a Christian, and it's just mm-hmm. like you know you can look like you know a sheep, walk like a sheep, you know, and and all of that, and then be in wolf's clothing. On the flip side, you don't necessarily, you know, maybe clarify before I clarify for you, because I'm going to, you clarify what that means. When you say no rules, are you just saying throw the baby out with the bathwater? Hey, go do whatever you want, leave your husband. You know, there's that other cute guy that you've had your aunt, you know, like explain. Right, (laughs) right. Right. Um, and I do address that in the book because I think it's important. We're, we're often really good at swinging a pendulum, you know, so like, well, there were all these rules on me or all these things that people put on me and I'm just done with that. So whoosh, I'm going to just flip all the way to the other side and just no rules, no guy, you know, and that right. again is not the gospel. Um, and grace does not equal licentiousness. So, 
we have these, um, we do have these things that in scripture that we are told, like, look at, this is what it looks like to follow Jesus. Um, but those are guardrails for our protection. And, and that's exactly the illustration I use in the book, that every single freeway in our nation has guardrails. And, and that's for our protection. It isn't like, well, hey, now you don't have the freedom to go drive your car off this cliff. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, and I don't think any of us feels that way. Like, well, darn it, they put these guardrails up, and now I can't drive off the cliff. <laughs> you know, right. somehow <laughs> to our lives and to faith, we we sort of feel, you know, some of us sort of feel that way. Like, well, now I can't just go do what I want to do. Um, and and that's really not the essence of the gospel. The essence of the gospel is that we are loved by God, we are accepted by God, we are chosen by God, we are created by God. Because he loves us, and he he sent a rescuer in our place because he loves us. And we start from that beginning point, that God has already, Jesus has already paid it all. He said that on the cross. Mm-hmm. It is finished. And from that, then, the true believer who loves God with his whole heart, or her, her whole heart, is compelled then to want to follow him well and to love God well and to obey him and to love people well, even when it's hard, <laughs> you know. Um, right. and, but legalism or rule-keeping or rigid communities or whatever you want to call it, they just flip that equation and they say, okay, great, you now under, you understand the gospel, you know, Jesus paid it, it was a free gift, blah, 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 but now here are the things you must do. And then God mm-hmm. will be pleased with you. But that's the wrong, that's exactly the opposite of what Jesus said. Um, And so I think just that slight recalibration, you know, back to the center of where that pendulum just sits, very still in the middle, is Jesus and the truth of the gospel that says we can either flip one way, you know, and, and hope that our good works are going to make God love us more, or we can flip the other way and say I don't care what God thinks, I'm just going to do what I want. But in the middle of that is the truth that we are already loved, we are already accepted, we are saved by what Jesus did for us. And doesn't that make us, if we are truly believers, doesn't that make us say, oh, I love him for loving me, I want to follow him, and I want to respect the guardrails. Right. And, you know, part of this, um, too, for both of us, we have children that are in college now. And, you know, mine are in different states. Um, One's 24 hours away to drive and the other one's 17 hours. I can't just hop in my car and go see them. And so, you know, the way they live their lives now has to be based upon what whatever seeds we planted, you know. And I, yeah. and I just learned, and I was, again, shared with Kendra earlier, that one of my sons, and, and he's the intellectual, and he's the one who likes to argue every point, and he's the one who, you know, considers himself always right. Um, he was very, he's the baby of the family, but he was very difficult to teach, um, you know, because he would try to, you know, tell me the book was wrong. It was good times. <laughs> so, you know, we laughed. <laughs> you know, those were the good old days, the fun times. And, um, you know, he he had to acquiesce a few times, you know, that, that he wasn't right and go look it up. And I said, sure, go look it up and see. And uh, so, you know, him being away for the first time and and everything, you know, kind of had me a little bit, you know, not, you know, I was praying. Let's just put it this way. He's a good kid, you know, never gave me any cause, you know, 
to not trust him and and everything here. But I just found out he joined a Bible study. And to me, that's what you're talking about with the gospel playing out. It's an ecumenical Bible study. Another one of his teammates was leading it. And, you know, he's telling me how many boys are there, and that just really blessed me. But we are into the semester, what, like three months, and he's been in this study the whole time, and he never thought to tell me. Of course, he says he did tell me, but he didn't because I would be like, that is so awesome. And he goes, well, it's probably why, you know, I thought about, you know, because I'm like delighted beyond measure. But it's just kind of what you're talking about, Kendra, that he did this not for me. He did this for his relationship with the Lord. He didn't yeah. do it. You know, legalism would be, I'm going to join this Bible study because it's going to make my mommy really happy. And, you know, right. I want to make her happy and think that I'm like the, because my kids always, well, I don't know if you're big families, but, you know, I'm your favorite mom, you know. And I just, of course, <laughs> I just laugh. They're so funny. All I do is laugh when they're around. And I go, you're all my favorites. No, they're, ha-, you know, so like the next one will come up to me and put their arm around me. But I'm really your favorite so they play this little, I call it the Italian game, because my mom and dad used to do that to the kids. They used to both be sitting there and say, which is my favorite grandpa? Which, you love grandma more than grandpa, don't you? <laughs> and uh, the little kids are like, what? What is this? But it, he did it for him. So that's what you're saying. You know, it, it, yes. it's your relationship and how it manifests is because of your relationship with the Lord. Yes. Exactly. And I think that's where, you know, it's a lot easier to say, all right, give me the checklist, and then I'll know, then I'll have a measurable, um, you know, something that can tell me that I am really doing this well. But that's really not how we live in relationship, right? So Mm -hmm. it's harder to do the relational things. At least it is for my personality because I I am so project-driven and so, you know, having the laundry done by the end of the day and all the homeschooling done, that's measurable. And I can say I was a success. But but connecting with a child is harder to measure myself by. <laughs> you know, having those relational moments, it's it's more difficult. Um and, and that's what I think is trips us up as believers. As we as we mature in the faith, you know, we more and more kind of think, Okay, great, I got the gospel. That's you know, that's the easy step. I got it, I got it. That's what got me in. Now tell me what to do. Um, but it still is a relationship, and it still is about building uh, an ear for the Holy Spirit. It is about knowing Jesus better. Um, I'm not going to tell you what it looks like to, to get to know Christ better or to get to know God better, because I think that's where we get tripped up. You know, I can tell you, mm-hmm. well, this is what I do in my daily life, or this is where uh, my husband and I have very different um Faith practices right now. He he's kind of returned to, to some more real ascetic things in his life, where he's doing some meditating on scripture and and really taking some quiet moments to do like a daily office and things like that. And that's mm-hmm. not where my faith and relationship with God is right now. Neither of us is wrong. We have individual mm-hmm. relationships with God, and and our heart's desire for both of us is to follow Christ. And this is how the Holy Spirit is growing the both you know the both of us separately in our right. lives um but all of that is so much less measurable <laughs> than you know than that like those arbitrary rules that somebody has put on us and made us say well this is how you measure your christian you know if you are if you show 
up at every service that the church has, if you volunteer for the children's ministry, if you if this, if you do all these things, then you can prove that you love God, and that's just not the truth of what it means to follow Christ. So that could be, you know, something to look into so for the listeners that they, that, you know, kind of like a, you know, faith in action and find that thing, find that one thing. You know, um, I'm more of a have to be quiet and listen. Years ago, I asked the Lord for a prophetic word because I'd heard about prophetic words. You read about it in Scripture, and I'm like, Lord, it's my birthday. I'd like a prophetic word. And yeah. the first Scripture I got from him was, you know, be still and know that I am God. Kendra, I didn't even oh. know where that was in Scripture. I didn't even know. You know, and I remember mentioning it to someone. They were like, that's in the Bible. Well, basically, so of course, I giggle, and I'm going, so you're telling me, Lord, to be quiet and listen, because I'm such a talker, you know, and I'm going to be, you know, talking to the Lord and telling him all these things and not giving him an edge in. And and he did. He gave me a prophetic word. He's our father, you know, and I've never really asked for one since then, but, you know, it, it, he just loves us so much, and yeah. if you do nothing else, you know, you especially for busy moms. When we were we had all the little ones, you didn't have time to go, you know, go out into the garden and listen to the Lord. You just didn't. Right. But you find the Lord right. in everything if you look. Yeah, yeah, and that's the beauty of relationships. He meets us right where we are, and every one of us is in a different place. And so for us to just assume that what works for me works for you or that what God has called my family to is what he's called your family to, is it's a mistake right. and it becomes really bad religion. Right. Well, my friend, we are out of time. I, it has been delightful. I could talk to you for hours and, uh, you know, you have so much to share with everyone. And I just love that, you know, you, you it, it's, I'm sure it was difficult to come out with this book, and especially, um, you know, within our homeschool community, um, you know, we see a lot of it probably more so than um, anywhere else. And and yet, um, you know, it, it's really your your witness to God's grace, you know, I believe, and what he has allowed you to do and come forth. I mean, you have come forth as a stronger Christian, not weakened by this. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love it. Well, Kendra, you can find her on Facebook, um, and this is probably where you can find her Facebook group as well, um, author Kendra Fletcher. So you can look that up on Facebook. And um, if you send me the link to your Facebook group, Kendra, I will put that here in the show notes for the listeners uh, so Great. that... Um, they can connect with you if they want to ask more questions um, and, and get connected with your group. Um, and I just love that, you know, you're still at it and um, and God's still using you, so praise God for that. Well, thank you so much, Felice, for letting me do this and having me on. And, and I'm just praying for that listener out there who this just resonates with for freedom in Christ in your life. Well, amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.